Hey, you are about to hear part two of a two-part conversation. If you haven't yet, be sure to listen to part one, which aired last week. Hey, I'm Caitlin Cuevas, the girl behind all things Think Happy. I'm a wife, mom of two cute and crazy kiddos, and a lover of golden doodles, cheesy analogies, and pump-up music. I've taught hundreds of women what I'm here to teach you, and that's how to reduce your daily stress, decrease your unproductive time, and most importantly, increase the amount of time you have to pour into you. Join me each week as we dive into topics such as time and task management, increasing productivity, building habits and routines, keeping your cup full, and so, so much more. Welcome to the Think Happy Podcast. To the Think Happy Podcast. Welcome to episode 115. Did you enjoy last week's episode with Kimberly? I mean, like, can I say real and raw and honest? Like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Kimberly is so amazing. She is such an inspiration to me, both personally and professionally. And I truthfully have no doubt that you will love part two of my conversation with her just as much as part one. But first... One of my goals this year is to connect with as many of you as I possibly can. And when I say connect, I mean, I want to chat with you, right? I want to learn about you and your family. I want to hear what's going on in your life. I want to hear how I can support you. I want to lift you up when you're feeling down. I want to cheer you on with all of the highs and all of the successes and, you know, the big ones and the small wins. I, from the bottom of my heart, want to connect with you guys, right? So because of that, I'm starting something a little new. These are coffee chats. They are exactly what they sound. They're 20 to 30 minute virtual coffee dates, literally totally free. This is time to connect, right? If you want some mini coaching during that time, awesome. Let's do it. If you'd rather just chat and swap stories about, I don't know, potty training or hilarious random things that your child says or... I don't know how many cups of coffee you've had today, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Let's do that too. Um, I have started or had started doing something similar as these coffee chats. It wasn't exactly the same thing a couple weeks ago, but I didn't realize how strongly I would feel about building community coming out of the trip that I went on um, just a couple weeks ago. So we're going to make these coffee chats official. Also, by the way, if you want to hear more about the trip that I was on a few weeks ago with other um, female entrepreneurs, go listen to the intro on last week's episode. Anyway, so I want to chat with you. I want to connect with you. If this sounds like something that you would like to join me in, DM me on Instagram. Just send me the words coffee chat or whatever you want to say, and I will send you more info and the link to schedule yours. I truly cannot wait to connect with you. I have the hugest, most ginormous, corny smile on my face right now because the thought of getting to connect with so many of you truly lights me up. Okay. Anyway, with that being said, first, go DM me coffee chat. Second, here is part two of my conversation with Kimberly Tara. Enjoy. 
Okay, so I cut you off when we were going <laughs> to flip your season of struggle. Oh, into, yes. Into the... A glass half full, I think, is where you were heading. <laughs> yes, I, I always, I always try to be positive, and so, um, so some of the things that we do do. So again, I'm an Enneagram three. I'm a high achiever. I'm an overthinker. I'm very detail oriented. All of those qualities make me an incredible CPA and tax strategist. Sometimes they don't make me an incredible wife and mom and human being because everybody's like, "No, oh my God, that is not it. true." You are <laughs> incredible. My husband's big to differ with my overanalyzing and overthinking <laughs> and overachieving personality, and I'm a visionary through and through. And so, I'm like, I have an idea, and he's like, "We haven't finished the last five ideas that you brought to the." Yeah. I'm that yeah. person. Um, bless his heart for putting up with me. Um. So no, a couple, a big thing has really been, ooh, and I want to come back to the good, not great. I have a story since yeah. we last talked about that when Please. you were on the yeah. podcast and we kind of mm -hmm. talked about that. Remind me yeah. to talk about the good, not great. Um, but I would say that just letting go and letting other people help, and I'm still working on the whole like asking for help. That's still mm -hmm. a work in progress, but allowing others to help and really delegating. And so that looks like, help in the home and help in my business. And so I've really, we've had periods um, when, when my business was newer um, because I was a solopreneur for the first five and a half years. It was, it was just, I would actually really, I should say six years. It's only really been the last year and a half that I've had help. And I just had some part-time help. Um, now I have a whole team and we could talk about that, but I have more help on on the home side, right? With um, sitters and caretakers mm -hmm. for our kids while I would go to work um, and things like that. We're in a season more where I've I have more help in my business so that I can be more present at home. I need to be right. more present at home right now with with some of the things going on with our with our two um, our two boys. Um, so asking for help and letting people help you and letting go of the way that you want things done. That's so hard. When I mm -hmm. it is. It is a compulsion to not redo the dishwasher when somebody else has loaded it and it's not loaded in the way that I want it loaded. Like it's it's really hard, but I'm working on it. And I will mm -hmm. honestly tell you why I'm working on that more so because of the person who did it is I heard either this podcast or this audible. I don't remember where I heard it, but it talked about, it was a parenting type book. And it said, don't go and redo something that your child did that they're proud of. So the example oh, yeah. that they used um, in this, it must've been a book I was listening to and it was an example in a book and the eight-year-old daughter had cleaned her room and she was like, mommy, mommy, look, I cleaned my room. <clears throat> and what they were getting at was, you know, like it wasn't, the jacket wasn't put up in the right spot and the, and the toy bin wasn't in the right spot. But for all intents and purposes, this eight-year-old had cleaned her room and she mm -hmm. had done a good job. And most importantly, she was proud of how well she had cleaned her room. And so yeah. as parents, we can't go back in there and start moving things around and saying, good job, but, or, well, what if we do this? We just have to say, great job. Mm -hmm. and close the door and walk away. And so that is something that I am being very mindful of because I am a recovering perfectionist who's working on not being a perfectionist, just saying that I have high standards. It's okay to have high standards. Um, but I don't want to impose some of these um, personalities that I have in some yeah. of these 
and qualities that I have that are above board and don't really serve me well. I am a first child, right? Like I, I do want me to, yeah. <laughs> um, if you haven't read the birth order book, I highly recommend it. it talks about why we are the way we are. Um, and everything in there is to a T me. Um, a lot of firstborns are engineers, accountants, doctors, lawyers, things like that. Um, we like things a certain way. And so, you know, I'm really trying not to impose that on my kids because, you know, I see some of that in our seven-year-old already mm-hmm. that like he's he's got that little bit of anxiety. He wants everything to be yeah. perfect. He wants it to be great. And he wants to please us. And I don't want him to feel that way. And I don't want him to think that that he's never not good enough or what he does isn't good enough. And so that has honestly been some of the most eye-opening um, things for me is that I don't want my kids to see that. I don't want to go back and redo their work that, that they're yeah. so proud of themselves for at five and or how they did something. So I'm trying to also let that be on, on what other people do too. And to say, you know what? The dishwasher was loaded. Mm -hmm. The clothes were done. Maybe they weren't done exactly the way that I would do them or how I want them done, but it's done. And we've even like right now, there are four laundry hampers sitting around the house. Clean. They're not picked up. They're not folded, but you know what? It's mm-hmm. clean clothes it's and we clean. can there and we can pull clean clothes. And so I'm pretty proud of myself that like we don't have overflowing dirty laundry. We have overflowing clean laundry and yeah. not ever make it into a drawer before they got worn. That's literally the season of life that we're in. But we've had seasons where we had somebody coming in, picking up our laundry and helping us, you know, they would take the laundry and they would bring it back. Um, and so I think that sometimes we go through different iterations in our lives, different seasons where we need different things to help us juggle. Mm-hmm. And so a big part of my juggle has been letting go of the things that I don't need to worry about, letting go of the things that don't need to be done at all, letting go of things that others can do. And I really honestly think that that is letting go of like, I look around the house and I'm like, there is stuff everywhere. And it drives yeah. me nuts. Like, I know that yep. when you walk into most people's houses, they look like ours, but it, I, I don't like it personally. I like a clean, tidy house where things are mm-hmm. put as possible. Um, but I've had to look everything, but right now everything does not have its place. And it, it's kind of, you know, it gets to me a little bit and I'll, you know, probably there's a day coming pretty soon over, over the holidays where I'm, I'm just going to like mad clean everything. And I'm just going to be on this roll. Um, but I think that's, that's my best advice. My newest best advice for juggling is know that the juggle is going to look different in different seasons of your life. And so your juggle might look like we have a really strict routine. I get up, I have my morning routine. Mm -hmm. We have our night routine. We have our days down. This is what it looks like. And that feels really good. And then the next season, the juggle might look like we're just getting by and we don't Mm -hmm. have routine but that's okay because we're getting it done when and how we can get it done. And so that's something that I think we all need to hear more because, you know, we we hear everybody talk about the perfect morning routine, the perfect nighttime routine. Here's the first three things I do in the morning. Here's the last mm-hmm. three things I do at night. And it, I think that everybody can have seasons where that is the case, where you have a great routine. But I also yeah. think that there are seasons where you just you just can't. It's just humanly impossible for us to really have a great routine right now. Um, and yeah. I hope we're going to be out of this season soon. Um, I really hope we're going to be out of this season soon. I think we have a couple more weeks um, and then it'll get a little bit better. But that's like my best struggle advice right now is letting go of the things that don't matter. Um <clears throat> you know, asking for help where you can ask for help. And um, also I would say, depending on the ages of your kids, my kids are really um, 
involved is a good word. Mm -hmm. Like we, they have responsibilities and they have chores. And I I have a whole podcast episode on like what the difference of responsibilities versus chores is for our kids. I probably need to update it because we have new things that they do. Um, But like last night, you know, our seven-year-old, he made the sandwiches for he and his brothers for school, right? Like I do the dishes and he's Mm -hmm. making, and people are like, he's been making his sandwich since he's five and a half, six. And I'm like, yes, yeah, he can, right? Our four-year, our now five-year-old, he's been moving the laundry since he was four, right? Like we have the front loader so he can take it out of the washing machine and move it into the dryer. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, and so I think it's really, it's a different mentality when you come from like a one or two kid household, when Mm -hmm. you start getting to like this four, five, six kid household, because I came from Mm -hmm. a two kid household Um, and like a little more traditional. I have a younger brother. And so like I was expected as the girl to do more of those things. But my boys, like they're going to do laundry. They're going to cook. Like they're going to be really great husbands when they leave this house. Um, that is my job as, as their mom, as a boy mom. Um, and so sometimes my, my mom will say, she's like, he's only four. He shouldn't be moving clothes or, you know, he's only six. He shouldn't make a sandwich. I'm like, nope, he's perfectly capable because there are four of them and one of me and I, they need to learn to help. And so I will say too, that like, we're just starting to feel a little bit of that, like with our set and our seven year old in some ways is a little behind with his autism. Like some things he's very ahead. And then some things it's like, a little bit of a challenge. Um, so we're really just starting to feel that like he ran up and got a, a nighttime water and a bottle from upstairs and brought it down while I was doing the dishes. And I was like, that was so great. That just saved me 90 seconds of running up the stairs and back yeah. down the stairs. And, you know, they can throw their trash away and they put their plates in the sink after dinner. And so little things like that. And so, you know, especially if you have little kids too, I'm here to tell you that like my kids aren't that old, but even at seven and five, we're starting to feel like a little bit of that reprieve of having help. Yeah. So that's my best well, struggle I advice. Think- <laughs> I think that that just like goes, that kind of like teed me up for this reminder that I say very frequently um, and like it's hard to, 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 it's something that I also have to remind myself a lot. And that is that like seasons come and go. Like you can always be 100% certain that seasons come and go. And, you know, like we thankfully like i can look back on the the tough season of like definitely surviving like not really much thriving that was just you know a week and a half ago and i can look back and be like yep. yeah that was a really tough season but i did it and my kids were fed every day my kids had a roof over their head clean jammies heck clean clothes for school you know like in like like we need to cut ourselves some slack because, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like going back to this, you know, the saying no to the good, yes to the great, like doing our best. I think it's so important to remember that we're all just doing our best, right? And it's yep. so interesting because, you know, a lot of times I think social media gets a bad rap for this. And it is true, you know, social media is a highlight reel, mm-hmm. but I think that it's deeper than that, you know, because from the outside looking in, you know, outsiders get this impression or, you know, have this perspective that other moms are able to do it all. And, you know, I, I I think it's just, you know, I don't know if we're wearing rose colored glasses when we come or when it comes to looking at other people's lives, because, you know, for me personally, when I'm feeling in an unhealthier 
phase or season personally, you know, it's not just moms that I see on social media. It's moms even that like I am friends with and that Mm -hmm. I know very well. So I know that this is not just something that social media um, is, is like putting into my head. And it's just, I, I, I really think that we're so accustomed just to being harder on ourselves mm-hmm. than we are on other people. And, you know, I don't want this episode is not about the Enneagram, but it's so interesting that we're both threes, that we're both both firstborns, you know, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. But I do think with, su- with certain Enneagram types, threes, eights, ones, you know, we hold ourselves to such high standards. And it is beautiful in some areas of life. And like, I'm going to reuse your own words. It is definitely to our detriment in other areas of life. Yep. It is. And, you know, I think it's, I think it's all of us starting to have the awareness and the conversation around it. Right. Because recently um, over, so over the Thanksgiving holidays, which we just had here recently, um, there were a couple of nights where, you know, I just, I had tons of work to do. And I was like, you know what? We're just going to have a family movie night. That's something so special for the kids. We stayed up with our seven-year-old one night. I don't remember. um, I don't remember why he was up late. Our five-year-old, I think he had like gotten in trouble or something like that. So he had to go to bed early and early was like 7.30. He just, he didn't get to stay up late. And so, and the three-year-old and the one-year-old were already asleep. And so um, we were supposed to play a board game. But then the five-year-old, whatever, he's had a little attitude recently. So uh, he didn't get to play the board game. And so then our seven-year-old was like, well, if he's not down here, can we watch Secrets of the Whales? He's our animal lover. So he loves National Geographic. And so I was like, all right, dude. And so we had the tree up already after Thanksgiving. and So fun. So like we had the light of the tree. The lights, the rest of the lights were out. My husband was home from work. It must have been his off day. So he wasn't quite as tired. And so um, I was like, yeah. Yeah, let's watch Secrets of the Whale. And, you know, no computer, no phone. Like, cause you know, I'm, I've tried to be better about like not sitting there on my computer or my phone all the mm-hmm. time, right? Um, when we're doing something like this, watching what he wanted. And then he was like, Mom, I'm hungry again. Cause it was like 8 45. He was so past his bedtime at this point. I was, he was like, Could I have like a chewy bar or something? I was like, Would you like some popcorn? And his oh, eyes, cause we don't do popcorn until six in our house. And so it's yeah. a very special treat and he doesn't get it around anybody else because they they're not six yet and his eyes lit up and he's like this is the best night ever it's just me and y'all and i'm watching the whales and now i get popcorn and it's like oh my god that's what it's supposed to be right like that that, like that that's the reminder to slow down and create the memories and what's hard about that sometimes with four of them is you know if you do that if you pick one night a week to do that with each kid that's four nights a week there's only seven nights in the week to do that right and so that's Mm -hmm. the hard part sometimes with having four of them and making sure that they get equal amounts of time and so sometimes it like slips through our fingers right before you you know it you're like we haven't spent any really quality one-on-one time with our kids and so um it's little things like that and so after that night it's like you know Kimberly it's like just let them have the family movie night the work the work will always be there and that's such a hard hard thing for me to mm-hmm. to to tamp down and remind myself that that the work is not going anywhere but but they're 
their lives and, and the ages and their innocence, that is going somewhere. That is very fleeting. And so, mm-hmm. you know, kind of how you were saying earlier in the podcast, you're like, I'm saying this out loud, but I need to say it to myself too. Like mm-hmm. when I'm saying that out loud <clears throat> and I'm telling that to my listeners, it's a reminder for myself too that yep. I want to, I want to, I want to practice what I preach and I want to make sure that, you know, even though I have these business goals, even though it's so important to me to meet my business goals and to make an impact in our clients' lives and to support them and to do all of these incredible things that at the end of the day, my my most important and my biggest priority is, is being a mom and not missing out on these moments because they really are fleeting. And so sometimes I feel like I'm constantly at war with myself, right? Like I want to yeah. do the work, but I want to be here with you. And so, um, you know, just if you you feel that way too, you know, if you're listening and you feel that way, know that you're not alone. I think it's very common for a lot of us to feel that way. As I'm sitting here, I'm drinking the most delicious cup of Kerbeans coffee. Kerbeans is a wife and husband duo who turned their passion for coffee into a business. They are so sweet and it makes me so happy seeing their business thrive. Now, let me tell you why Kerbeans is thriving. To put it simply, it's because their coffee is amazing. Think Happy has had the honor of getting to pick a Think Happy signature roast. These dark roasted Mexico beans smell like a good day waiting to happen. When brewed, they create the smoothest cup of coffee you have ever tasted. And it is even still good after being reheated. If you're like me and frequently get pulled away from your coffee, you know that's important. And I have a special treat for you. Think Happy listeners receive 15% off their order of Kerbeans. Head to kerbeans.coffee. Kerbeans is spelled K-I-R-B-E-A-N-S. And use code THINKHAPPY at checkout for your 15% discount. Again, that's kerbeans.coffee, code THINKHAPPY for 15% off. Um, For me, Something that I struggle that's pretty similar to that is I have a very hard time sitting down on the sofa, you know, watching a movie, doing whatever it is, if I know that there is work or chores that I could also be doing. It is so hard. I feel like, and this is something that I'm constantly, constantly working on um, because I'll have this voice in my head that says, Caitlin you're wasting your time. You know that there's clothes in the laundry. You know that the lunches need to be made, that there's these emails that you haven't responded to, whatever it might be, whatever Mm -hmm. it might be. Um, But you know what? Sometimes choosing not to do those is actually the best use of your time. Yes. Um, Yes. Yeah. Enneagram threes don't sit idly very well. (laughs) It really is a curse. <laughs> you know, I mean, my friends, so we went to the Bahamas with our friends. It was a couple's trip with our friends from college. We recently went. And so they told me, they're like, and you can't bring a business book. And so I didn't bring a business book. I brought the birth order book because I needed to finish it. And so here I am uh-huh. like pulling it out. That they're like, that is still like, no, like you need a trash book to read. Like yeah. you cannot read the birth order book. And so I did, I downloaded a trash book on my Kindle and um, because I have my iPad and I have my Kindle on my... And so I was like, I miss this so much because like I listen to audibles and podcasts because as a mom of four kids, like the last thing I want to do is read. I have books sitting on my nightstand that I couldn't get on audible. And like, I just don't want to read. Like, I'm just tired. My head hits the pillow. My brain turns on. I'm trying to like turn it off. And so I just don't Mm -hmm. have a lot of time to 
open a book and read, but I can listen to audibles. And that's been an incredible way to still have knowledge and learning yes, on to the still, go. Like, nourish this part of your brain. Yeah. Yes, but it's not the same as like opening a physical book. And it's always, it's always a business book or a parenting book or a development book. Right. And so I was like, I finished that book in like a day. And I was like, I missed that so much. Yeah. Like just being able to read for fun and mm-hmm. not taking notes and not thinking about, ooh, what if I did that in my business? Or what would that look like in my business? Or ooh, that's something that I can share with my clients, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes we just need those reminders to like just sit idly, right? And just be. And I think that even just sitting on the sofa and watching a movie or sitting on the sofa and reading a book, I I don't really love scrolling mindlessly on social media. I don't think that that's a good use of your time sitting idly. That's just me personally. Um, But, you know, just going back to things that we used to do for us. And again, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to be like, well, I shouldn't read this book because I should do the laundry or I should do the dishes or I should be playing with the kids. But it's like, no, that's a time where we're like feeding a part of who we are too. And we forget that. I recently did a podcast collaboration with a gal um, who lives in San Diego, who has a show all about book flights. So the concept of the show is her guests pick a flight of three books. Um, and it it was such a fun show to be on because, first of all, putting together my flight was, that was a lot of fun. But when she was on my show, we talked a lot about like creating time to like mm-hmm. do things for yourself and how for her reading is one of those things. For me personally, reading is one of those things. Also, um, and just like sitting here listening to you talk about this, it I couldn't help but think of that that collaboration that I did and how, you know, for our listeners, just the reminder, like you don't have to sit down and read for 30 minutes or whatever it might be that like gives you those drops back into your cup, right? It doesn't, that, that you could be in a season where 30 minutes of doing something like that for yourself feels so unattainable that you're not even going to try to do it. It doesn't have to be like that. It can even be something multitasking, you know, like I like to talk about like stacking tasks, batching tasks together. Um, If you want to like, if you need time to watch your trash TV show, turn your trash TV show on while you're, I don't know, like folding the laundry or or, or yep. something like that while you're yep. on the treadmill, on the elliptical, yep. whatever it might be. Um, I just, there, I think there's this like connotation right now where we have to be carving out, you know, large chunks of time for ourselves. And that's just quite frankly, not doable for everyone in whatever yeah. season they might be in, you know, like I think that with kids, it's such a unique season. Um, Because before kids, a lot of times we're able to have that time. And then eventually we get back to being able to have that time. I think about um, there's um, a long endurance race. It's called an Ironman. You've probably heard Mm -hmm. of it. 140 miles. The, The vast majority of the age groups of people who compete in Ironman are either like in their 20s or like in their 50s. Wow. So if you okay. Think about that. Um, and like that might not be the exact age group. Sure. But my, the, the point so that I'm getting, you're getting to a point of who's missing not, in the middle. 
because there's a very clear age group that is missing. And it really makes sense. If you think about it, it really makes sense. When you're in your 20s, you can get up at the crack of dawn before work and go get in all of those miles. But you know what? If you have a baby at home, there's no way on God's green earth you can get up and go do that. (laughs) No. Well, and I love that you say that because one of my goals for um, 2024 is, I don't know when this episode is going to come out. It might be 2024 already, but one of my goals for 2024, and I've been trying to say it out loud a little bit, you know, so that accountability in there. Oh, yes. Is is to get back to exercising because, you know, a lot of people... are like, oh, I have to exercise so that I can look a certain way or, you know, no, I, I learned in college that uh, I was in competitive cheer. And so when I stopped that, I realized that, that, that is really, and again, that's it. I didn't know about the Enneagram at the time, but it is really truly just a part of my personality. I'm an Enneagram three, I'm a D on the disc profile. And so there are studies that have shown that, that, those personality types, we really do need and thrive off of exercise. And so I've learned that in not having that in my life, that I'm missing it. And it really does make me feel better, but not just physically, but mentally, emotionally. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm, I know that I'm just better for everyone. And so, but I've been really struggling. I mean, I used to do two a days in college, right? So I'd go for an hour talking about having all this time, right? Like when I was 20, I mean, I was in the best shape of my life and I went to the gym for an hour in the morning. And then I went to the gym for an hour in the afternoon and it was my happy place. And I loved it. And my husband did the same. He did a, he didn't do an Ironman. He did a, Uh, I don't know, maybe like a triathlon or something like that, the swim bike run. Um, And he was probably about 20, 21 when he did it. Right. And so, you know, that we would go to the gym together every day after work. We've talked about this recently. It was like, remember when we used to get off of work and we'd meet at the gym and we'd stay there for 60 minutes and then we'd head home and have our chicken and broccoli and rice. And, you know, we ate nice and healthy and then we took a shower and then we went to bed. And like, that was our whole day because our lives like kind of revolved yeah. a little bit around like the gym and stuff like that. I was like, you remember that? And he was like, I do remember that. And, you know, <laughs> so right now my goal for 2024 is to find 10 minutes, four days a week, to do this, right? Like I'm talking about going from two hours a day. Mm -hmm. Like that is what I love. That is what I enjoy. But I could not even imagine taking two hours out of my days, six days a week to do that. I'm hoping to find 10 minutes four times a week to do this, but you got to start small. You got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. You have to say that 10 minutes is better than no minutes because that's where I am right now. And I'm just tired. And so I love that you said that because literally it feels so inconsequential when I say 10 minutes, it seems like why even bother? But I have to bother. I have to find a way to work those 10 minutes in. And I know that those 10 minutes are eventually going to turn into 15 minutes and then they're going to turn into start 20 minutes, snowball. right? It is. Yeah. And it's going to, because I, I need the motivation because like, I just feel like if you look at me, everybody's like, oh, you don't look like you've had four kids and nobody can ever see me on Zoom, right? So like when they see me like in person, they're like, wow, I didn't know you were only five one. Wow, I didn't know that you were like teeny tiny. I count macros, right? So I'm focused on the nutrition because I, I do feel like I can control that right now more than the exercise. But I need to do it for me. I need to do it mm-hmm. for my mental happiness, for 
for my emotional happiness, for how I show up for my clients, for how I show up for my husband and my kids and my friends. Like that's such a core component. And I also know that 10 minutes is probably all my body is physically capable of (laughs) after having four kids and not exercising for a while. So, you know, you have to start somewhere. And I also know that by the time that my body has physically worked up to 30 minutes a day, six days a week, I'm really hoping that my kids will be a year older, right? And so sleeping better and just mm-hmm. all the things. And so I know yep. that it's it's only going to go up from here, hopefully, that I'm going to have more time in my day for exercise. Yeah. But it is something that I'm committed to in 2024, just saying like, Kimberly, 10 minutes is not inconsequential. It is for you. It is mm-hmm. important. And it's a starting point. Yeah. And it's all you yeah. have right now. So make the best of those 10 minutes. And 10 minutes is better than no minutes, like you said. Exactly. It's so true. Exactly. So, okay. As we start to wrap up, I have, uh, I was going to say, no. Okay. Let me do this. Do you have, I have two last questions for you. Okay. First one is, I guess really I have three last questions <laughs> for you. <laughs> Just so you know. So I'm not lying. Cool. <laughs> okay. So I want to end this conversation like speaking to the moms who are attempting the juggle, but, you know, maybe she feels like balls are just being dropped Mm -hmm. left and right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you have any tips, words of encouragement, anything like that for her? Um. Yeah. So this is a mom of four thing, mom of, you know, so when I, when we had our fourth baby, was Hunter six. We had a five-year-old. Our oldest was five and a half when our fourth baby was born. So just to put it in perspective, um, let the balls drop. Yeah. Five years ago, you never would have heard those words coming out of my mouth. I mean, I'd have been like, who lets balls drop? Like, oh my, you know, let the balls drop. Let the unimportant balls drop so Mm -hmm. that you don't drop the important balls. That is my biggest piece of advice. And it's, again, easier said than done. So much easier said than done. But, you know, like I let Vivian, our 18-month-old, have a sucker before dinner the other night because she was just screaming her head off. And it was just me. And I was trying to get dinner going. I was still working. And I had all the three boys home. I had two of them in the shower. And I just let that girl have a sucker. Our kids don't usually get suckers until they're like five or six. I have like a sticky thing, um, yeah. like a like a, like a a sticky and a greasy thing. It's, it's a compulsion. Um, so our kids don't have cotton candy. They don't eat while yeah. we're out and about. They know like all of our kids know you wipe. You don't get up from the table until you've wiped your hands or washed your hands. Um, and I just let that girl have a sucker. Now she went right to the shower after. Um, yeah. Because like, and at one point I had to take it away. I was like, okay, that bought us five minutes. I can't do it anymore. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. take the stay. You're making a mess. Um, so, you know, that is something that I just had to let go. Let my and, and Hunter, our oldest is like, is she having a sucker? And I'm like, yes, just walk away. Walk away. Like, he's, you know, I, I could tell yeah. he's like, I... I would have never been allowed to have that. I still wouldn't be allowed to have that. Also, right now. I kind of want a sucker now too, mom. <laughs> right. Right. He's like, can I have one? I'm like, no. Um, so, you know, let, let the unimportant balls drop so that you don't drop the important balls. That's a, like, that's the first time I've ever thought about it in that context. Yeah, I'm glad you asked I that question. That and again, easier said than done, but figure out 
what the important balls are, mm-hmm. figure out what the unimportant balls are and let them drop. And that is just such a mom of, of four mentality that I've had to really come into because yeah. there is no humanly possible way that I can keep all the balls in the air um, because I'm probably up to a trillion balls that I'm juggling. And so I need to get it down to just a million. And so I have to let all of the other ones just drop. So drop them. Just you have permission to drop the unimportant balls. And I think kind of piggybacking on that is since we have like made such a point and saying that it's so much easier said than done, Also, like, give yourself some grace as you start, you know, practicing letting Mm -hmm. some of the unimportant things drop because it is freaking hard. You can, it is not fair to expect yourself to wake up one day and have this new mentality of like, all right, the things that aren't important just aren't important to me anymore. No, give yourself a break. Cut yourself some slack. Let's incorporate the the same kind of grace Mm -hmm. that you would give your child, that you would give your friend, that you would give, you know, whoever it might be. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And you have, it's actually more work in the beginning to say, I'm going Mm -hmm. to choose to let that go. Right. Like something I've let go is, you know, um, being put together and having makeup on every day. Something I've let go is, um, you know, having all the kids dressed and their hair done and, and all those things. Like my mom's like, you're going to, you're not going to fix this hair. I'm like, Nope, we're good. We're going, you know, like we're making it out the house. We're getting to school, no pictures today, you know? So like, but you like, it will be a conscious effort and choice in the beginning, but it like everything, it does get easier. The more you make that Mm -hmm. conscious choice. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay, so second to last question now. I ask every guest on the show, do you have a life or happiness hack that you use in your own life that the listeners might want to adopt in their own? And it can't be letting the ball drop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can tell you that something that has really... Okay, I have two things. So one of them is really nurturing your friendships as as an adult. Ooh. I get in these, you know, again, with four yes. of them, it's really, really hard to make time for that, for us to travel to the Bahamas. That was our first couple trip in eight years, right? Like before we had oh kids. Gosh, and wow. so yeah. it was a huge undertaking, but it was so necessary and so needed. Um, you know, going to... Uh, I, I recently, it was so simple. We were... We won some fish at the fair. My my seven-year-old won fish at the fair. And then we were leaving for Disney the next day. So we had to bring the fish to a friend's house to be fish sat. And so um, while we were there, this friend is an only child. And so they they're, they were talking and hanging out. So I was just talking to her mom. And before I knew it, it was like almost two hours later, my husband's texted me. He's like, are you coming home? And I'm like, yeah, we're about to leave. He's like, I need to feed these children. I'm like, yeah, just feed them whatever. I was just doing leftovers. But like, you don't realize how good that just that adult Mm -hmm. conversation with no interruptions, just talking about Mm -hmm. work and life and things like how much you need that. And so like finding, it's hard to prioritize it sometimes because you're like, I literally don't have an hour and a half to have a, it feels like a luxury. It is a luxury Mm -hmm. and, but it's an important, it's an important luxury. And so carving out time to have those adult conversations without kids around, um, 
And then I forgot because I have mom brain. I forgot what the second one was going to be. If I remember, I'll come back to it. But that was a really, that was a really important one to talk about yeah. is, you know, carving out time for yourself. Um, I, I think it's really important. I really like that one. Okay. So where can we find you? Where oh, can yeah. we hang out with you? Yeah. So if you're a podcast listener, if you're here and you love podcasts, um, we have the CEO Moms Building Wealth Podcast. Caitlin uh, has been a guest. Her episode is not out yet, but uh, it will be out very shortly. It was a great, great episode. And so we just talk about all things wealth. Obviously, we talk about financial wealth, but we talk about wealth in just a holistic perspective because wealth is so much more than just money. It is, it is happiness. It is time with your kids. It is your journey to finding peace and inner calm in this life. Um, so come join us over there. And then if you are on Instagram, I like to say, come find me on my landing page. I'm not super active on social media, um, but at Tara CPA firm, um, you can find us. And I love, I love the voice DMS and that's kind of why I'm on social is because I just, yeah. I love having conversations with people. I'm such a, Agreed. just a connector. Like re- I love relationships and that's just sort of by jam. And if you are a CEO mom, Go find Kimberly for all your CPA and tax needs. Yes, yes, and don't think so. Uh, I have to do. I have to do my. Pl- so we also have a download. If you are a CEO mom, it's our twelve most missed tax deductions that um, are costing you money. So you can go and grab that free resource, and then yes, send um, me the link, and I'll yes, put that in the show notes. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yes, we will. We will include that so that you can grab that free resource, and then um, you know. Don't think, a lot of people think, oh, I don't need a tax strategist or I don't need a CPA. I'm not making enough money yet. You know, you don't have to be rich to need a tax strategist. Um, if you are a business owner and your business is making, you know, forty, fifty thousand dollars a year, it's probably time to start talking to someone because you are in a unique position as a business owner to use the IRS, the the US tax code to your advantage to put more money back in your pocket. And more money back in your pocket as a mom means one less client. One less client means more time with your kids. Or mm-hmm. maybe you get a new client, but you still have more money back in your pocket. And that means college savings for your kids or a vacation or paying off a mortgage. So um, that's why I'm really passionate about what I do because I think that in putting money back in CEO mom's pockets, we're really giving them the opportunity to have more time with their family or provide something for their family that they really want or need. So true. Thank you so much for this wonderful start to my day. Like, thank you for having me. I knew it was going to be a good conversation. I know. I know. This was so fun. And y'all, we had to reschedule between trying to get time on both of our shows. Like it, it has just been comical. Oh my gosh. I started this in like August and here we are in November. Like it's just been this whole like thing, but you know what? We're here. We did it. We made it. And that's what counts. That's what counts. That's totally what counts. Mm-hmm. All right, my friends, I will be back in your ears next week with another episode of the Think Happy Podcast. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Think Happy Podcast. I would so appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review. And if you just can't get enough, find me on Instagram at thinkhappy underscore co. That's C-O and online at thinkhappyco.com. I'll be back in your ears next week with another episode of the Think Happy Podcast. Podcast.